1: Give you a show like you have never ever seen before. Why? Because I can.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Steve Fountas, and once again, we have a guest host with us. It is Joe from the R Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Joe, how's it going?
1: Doing well, Steve. Hello, wrestling fans. Nice to be here.
0: Fun stuff. We really appreciate Joe coming on while Eric is dealing with real stuff as opposed to the fake stuff we talk about on our podcast. Uh, If this is your first time listening to us, maybe you're an OVP fan, you want to check out what Joe is doing. Appreciate that. You can find all of our past shows for free in your favorite podcast app. Just search positively pro wrestling podcast a lot of wrestling nostalgia on there there's some interviews other podcast hosts and wrestlers but it's mainly uh wrestling a nostalgia kind of what the crossover is with ovp you can follow us on twitter at ppw podcast you could also follow us on instagram at ppw underscore podcast and if you want to support the show the best way to do that is just listen and subscribe and tell a friend we have a t-shirt store on whatamaneuver.net which is apparently becoming a thing now where people are revolting against pro wrestling tees on Twitter, which is kind of funny, and <laughs> joining Whatamaneuver. Uh, and then Joe, as I mentioned, the host of the Our Vantage Point Resto Wrestling Podcast, one I always tell you guys to check out at the end of every show. Uh, if you could follow them on Twitter at OVP Podcast, and all their shows are for free. Their main show is that is for free on your favorite podcast app. Just search Our Vantage Point. I also have a Patreon, which has Tons and tons of stuff for two bucks and five bucks a month. And we'll get plugs on that later if you want to check it out. But uh, this week, we're going to be talking about what I thought would be fun because I have fond memories of it as a kid, but I rewatched it and it was not that fun. <laughs> Hulk Hogan in 1993. Now, what everyone knows, Hogan in 93, WrestleMania 9, King of the Ring, all the other crap, right? I wanted to focus specifically on the Raws leading up to Hogan coming back and then him actually showing up which really is the Brutus Beefcake story, the Ed Leslie story, which as I was watching these Raws and these highlights and everything, I was like, oh, this is the Brut Hulk Hogan story told through Beefcake, and we'll get into it. Uh, before we get started on kind of talking where it starts on it, how old were you in 93, and were you watching Raw at the time? Were you excited Hogan was coming back? What were your thoughts, and where were, where were you in 1993?
1: Where was I in 93? So I was in Central Jersey where I still am today, and I was seven,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, about seven and a half. And no, I wasn't actually watching it, but I knew of the WWF. I just wasn't watching regularly. I had played the video games on NES. I had played uh, WrestleMania Challenge and WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I had a bunch of Hasbro's. So I'd seen it on TV but I was not watching Raw. No, I didn't watch regularly for about another year and change.
0: Yeah, and Raw was pretty new at the time. I was a primetime wrestling fan and when Raw came on, I was kind of I was excited, but as a kid you're like, well this kind of sucks. It's it's less wrestling. It's more like showy and I wanted just wrestling, the little Coliseum videotapes where I thought I was going to find undiscovered gold, but it was really just <laughs> shitty house show, house show matches. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ever had that disappointment. You're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And it's Hexaw Jim Duggan versus, I don't know, uh, uh, Colonel Mustafa or, or whoever it is, or Greg Lord Valentine.
1: Al- with Lord Alfred Hayes and Sean Mooney on commentary.
0: Yes, and I, I know you guys have, have talked to Mooney a little bit here and there, but I always love hearing Mo- Mooney talk about those Coliseum tapes where they ask him, people on interview ask him questions, like, why were you saying this? He goes, we were just trying to, entertain ourselves we're yep. recording in a studio for hours at a time but uh okay so where i was at i must have been eight i think yeah third grade second i was in third grade and i was a hulkamaniac and when hogan left in 92 i didn't know where he went <laughs> and we'll talk about it in a little bit because there's there's one point in raw where hogan does a sit down with vincent and an pro shirt where he buries the mainstream media, <laughs> and I'll, yeah, I'll, for, I'll,
1: for making him do steroids.
0: Exactly. We'll we'll get to that. But I didn't know where he went. And at the time when Hogan did the famous, you know, this the what was the tribute to Hulkamania special for WrestleMania Eight. Yes. Vince asked him, you know, wh- where's Hulk gonna be, and Hulk just his his oh, oh brother, you know, just shakes me to the bone. He does his Terry Bollea voice, and. <laughs> the famous thank you for hulkamania and hulk says thank you to the handshake (laughs) so i was just wondering where he was going to go and i was sad my favorite wrestler was leaving but luckily a new wrestler named Bret hart well not new but new favorite wrestler for me kind of took the reins so he was my guy through 92 until hogan coming back however i was a total little dick kid the second hogan came back i was like (laughs) oh fuck Bret hart hogan's back (laughs) I'm in. So you are started regularly watching in 94. Yeah. When did you get to get to go back? Because I guess the only Coliseum tapes would have been WrestleMania 9 and King of the Ring 93. When were you able to go back and see Hogan coming back to the I, WWF?
1: I got my hands on a tape that had a bunch of the early 93 Raws in, okay. I want to say 2000, 2001. It was pretty, it was probably like 15, 15, mm-hmm. 16. And I was able to get my hands on this tape that had the first, at least the first five Raws, and I might have had other ones also. So I saw all of that, uh, you know, six, seven years, seven years after the fact.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about Brutus? So Brutus has been gone for a year, too. And I didn't know about the parasail accident until I would say it was not relatively, like in the last eight or nine years. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what happened to his face. I never knew. Even like, even now, when they talk in the interview with him and, and the talk about with Vince and Brutus in the cage or in the ring, they talk about the accident, where Brutus describes it a little differently, which we'll get to it, than what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Did you, when did you know that that's where Brutus went?
1: Uh, that was in a stack of uh, magazines that I had as a kid. Some mm-hmm. long story, but someone that my mom knew, her son used to like wrestling in like, the <laughs> golden era. And she's like, oh, I heard you like wrestling. Here's a giant stack of magazines. And they were all these late eighty like 89 to 92.
0: Were they WWF and- ones or like PWI or The Wrestler?
1: They were all WWF magazines. Ooh. I guess he, he had a subscription. So okay. I think there was some article, at least I don't know how detailed it was. I just don't remember. But I knew about it from that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I knew about that in the mid-90s. All right. Now, I've listened to your guys' – I mentioned your guys' Patreon, your look back at a bunch of stuff. You did the – you've also done segments where trying to defend things that shouldn't be defended. I remember yes. you did a show on Hogan in 93. And there's yes. not much defending of it. Other than – Eight year old me being excited, and kids my age being excited, Hogan coming back. That's an extension. I guess they, an excuse for it. But listening to your Patreon interviews of the King of the Ring 93 and the WrestleMania 9, it's just like, what the hell is he doing here? Like, in it's, this, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, it's weird because from a business standpoint, if I'm Vince McMahon, no doubt I'm bringing Hulk Hogan back. There's absolutely yeah. no way, you know? I mean, they, they were probably in talks as early as I think it was. November December of 92, I want to say, mm-hmm. and Hogan started making a lot of noise and doing interviews with various you know, outlets uh, in January before even showing face again. So if I'm Vince, it's a no-brainer. This is the guy that for the past eight, year, nine years at this point, uh, you know, he was the golden goose, right? Mm-hmm. Or the but, goose yeah. that laid the golden egg. Or Something's the, gold.
0: Something. The bronze goose with his tan. Very, this is the, true. Very, very, he's very, very tan, and on the Raw, he comes back, and he's very thin and very tan and very red. So we got a lot. He's, we got lot to talk about.
1: He actually is his own colors, yellow and red. With that, <laughs> exactly. That uh, exactly. But anyway, <laughs> so if I'm Vince, it makes total sense to bring him back. But yeah, he it's a weird fit, especially to see him on Raw. I and mean, he doesn't never wrestles on it, obviously. But just to even see him there, because the early Raws, you know, the Manhattan Center Raws are <laughs> not associated with Hulk Hogan for most people.
0: And the Manhattan Center Raws have a feel, a lot of, I don't, I mean, I kind of every once in a while I'll catch impact on like whatever it's on now. And they have a very small venue and it's, you can kind of hear cat calls and stuff and you can hear comments. And that's what the Manhattan Center kind of reminds me of when I was watching it. I know it's got this cool nostalgia, but it's not that great of a wrestling venue for watching on TV. At least I don't know. That's how I feel.
1: I mean, for TV, it's weird. It's weird looking. It's unique looking. It's kind of like a angry version of the old nwa studios you know or the wtbs studios, it's just like mm-hmm. a drunken new york version of that type of setting you know it looks different though it kind of catches your eye compared to did, the regular
0: arena shows did you catch it was a few years back whenever they did the raw anniversary where they had raw at both barclays and the manhattan center yeah WWE did like the 24 on it and their, when it was the network did you catch that by chance
1: I didn't see the 20... I saw the Raw. I don't think I saw the 24 on it, though.
0: All right. So the 24 was fine. And those are pretty good documentaries for the most part. But it was really funny because there was a scene where Sean Wallman, X-Pac, was out in front of the Manhattan Center. And they were kind of interviewing him. And he was talking about memories of it. And he's holding his dog that since passed away. So Sky point to his dog. But she had, um, like, her tongue sticking out. And all of a sudden, The Undertaker walks up. It was, like, an organic moment. And the camera's, like, probably thinking, great. We got this great moment. Undertaker's like, what's with the dog? And Sean's like, oh, I just found, I found him, and he's talking to him. And Undertaker's like, you just find that dog right now? He's like, oh no, I've had her forever. And Undertaker's like, all right. And they stood there for a good like six seconds in silence. And Undertaker just walked away. It was just amazing, <laughs> awkward wrestling stuff. Because what are they going to talk about? His weird dog, you know. So go go back and watch it. Worth it for that. There's also a, a great moment, a couple moments on these Raws. Uh, watching it that really stick out. We'll talk about the cat calls one I caught as well. Before we get into those, I want to talk, big picture Hogan, the angle for bringing Hogan back was basically, Ed Leslie's face is smashed in through a parasailing accident, real life story. Yep. He, this actually happened to him in July of 1990, I believe. Yep, where Brian
1: Blair was there.
0: <laughs> a, I wish I had Bruce BK's books, so I could like exp- export from it, but I haven't, I can't find it anywhere. Or I don't want to spend $30 on it, I should say. So. There's a parasailing accident. Some girl's feet smashed him in the face because the boat driver misheard something and he got his face smashed in. Had a bunch of plates, all this stuff. And bad news, he legitimately almost died. All these other things happen. So he comes back to wrestling after being out wrestling since 1990. He's only been gone from the WWF for about a year. And his first open challenge against Ted DiBiase. They end up smashing his face in with a briefcase. And then... Hogan comes back to avenge his friend. And I don't understand why they had Hogan come back in this like tag team form. If he just wa- he knew he was wanted to get that championship anyway. So oh, why don't yeah. just why not just bring him back, have him wrestle a number one contender's match against, I don't know, Giant Gonzalez or whoever at WrestleMania 9, and then go take the title from Yokozuna, like he wants to do. <laughs> There's just weird, convoluted, like Hulk Hogan, oh, brother, what if we do this? Like, trying to, like, con his way through it, you know? Stroking the Fu Manchu. I don't understand it at all when I was watching this. It made no sense.
1: I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. I think that was his idea. That I think it was anyway. I don't know, obviously. I wasn't there, believe to, it or not. but <laughs> To get Brudei, to get yeah. Brudei a spot. To bring him back. And I think, you know, obviously Vince, Vince isn't going to bring him back without wanting to put the title on him. Hogan's not going to come back unless he knows he's getting the title. And, again, I think that's fine. It makes sense business-wise, but uh, yeah, the angle was definitely, it definitely smells like a, a Hogan idea. I don't know if it is, but it smells like it.
0: Yeah, he's, I could just see him like, all right, yeah, what about this dude? What about instead of that? I, yeah. I, I challenge for the titles, win them, get them taken away, and then win the championship <laughs> the same night. What, what is that? What do you think, Brett? <laughs> Brett's just looking at him. Is it Westway and I already called Hogan a piece of shit? Which one was yeah, that yeah, one?
1: fuck you, Terry. You're a piece of shit. You never <laughs> talked one? to me. No, whatever.
0: <laughs> was that WrestleMania night? <laughs> whatever it was. It
1: was. Uh, no, it was. It was during King of the Ring, I think.
0: Okay, but before or after his Bammers match, but right before, right before the Bammers match, he goes out and tells him <laughs> that I like in Bret Hart's book. He talks about how they did a photo shoot where him and Hulk were pulling over the belt for a SummerSlam match, which man would have been amazing as a kid. But and then Hulk told Bret supposedly, and Brett took crazy notes, including all the women he slept with and how times he cheated on his wife in his book (laughs) about Hulk said, I'll, I have no problem, you know, doing the favor back for you. I'll remember that Terry. Yep. And then they have the sit down with Vince where Brett tells Terry, you, you, or tells Hulk, whatever, not Terry, the warlord, Terry, but Terry Hulk Hogan (laughs) tells him, you said you'd put me over, you'd put the belt on me. And Hulk says, well, I never said it'd be for the, for the title, which who the the hell cares? like, if you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Like Hulk Hogan, I love learning about Snake, Paranoid Hulk Hogan so much. It's just amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean he's definitely a smart uh, politician for his own career. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, but you he, he can't deny how great he was in in the pops he get. But the pop he gets coming back to the Manhattan Center isn't so great. It's, it's not really okay. a pop. Yeah, it, it's like oh he's here. All right, yeah. so let's get let's get started with these raw. So this starts if you guys want to watch this. On the Peacock or WWE Network, if you're overseas still and still have that, or if you have some bootleg copies of it, mm-hmm. the February 1st edition of Raw, 93. And this was back when Raws was only an hour, so I kind of skimmed through it. But Bruce the Barber Beefcake comes back, and they kind of hype it up. And I don't remember them hyping it up, but he comes back. They talk about the accident. Vince has an interview, and he calls him one of the all-time greats. <laughs> so I think the crowd might have thought he was going to say Hulk Hogan, but no, it's Bruce Beefcake. He comes cutting and strutting out. He comes out in his Beverly Brothers gear, which was purple and like silver. <laughs> he announces he's back in the ring. But before the, after that, I should say, he goes through this weird tangent about every all these terrible things that happened to him. He goes, his both his parents died. And then Vince is like, this is before the accident, right? Yeah, Vince. And then he says... His wife slapped him with divorce papers and left him for some bar, some bar back. I was like, poor Ed Leslie. He's, he's, he's like,
1: my no good fucking bitch wife. Slapped me upside the nutsack with divorce papers, brother. Oh it's, my <laughs>
0: God. I forgot all about this. And I'm just thinking to myself, man. And then Vince, of course, this is before your faith <laughs> <Yeah>. got destroyed. <laughs> also, he's going through this whole thing about the accident, right? And talks about how his, his eyes were swollen shut. And he goes, I could hear him talking when they were airlifting me up, and it didn't sound good. It didn't sound like I was going to make it. Someone in the crowd shouts, Kill, Kill yourself. yourself. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I thought Ed Leslie was this close to saying something about it, too. But yeah, he heard it. Yeah. <laughs> of course he heard it. There's 66 people in the place. Of course he heard it. Yeah. And yes, go back and watch that. I'm surprised it hasn't been edited yet. And then he says, of course, there was one man out to reach out a hand. And that man was Hulk Hogan. And I remember watching this as a kid specifically one, because raw was on later. So I kind of had to sneak to watch it or yeah. beg my mom to let me stay up. And I remember like sitting there with fingers crossed, like breath being held. that He was going to say Hulk Hogan was there to help him. Cause I mean, Tulks <laughs> back, you know, right. I'm pumped and the yeah. crowd was pumped too. It was, a, it was definitely a pop moment. Um, Also, there's a point as Bruce is talking that there's a shot in the crowd of this kid because they're trying to show like emotion, I guess the producers are Kevin Dunn or whoever is the producer at the time. Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Or Bruce Bruce might've been gone. No, Bruce was back. No, he's back. Yes. He was gone for 92, I believe. Yeah. He's back. Mm -hmm. But there's a shot in the crowd of a kid with a Tatanka foam tomahawk, knuckles deep, picking his nose. And it's on there for a good six or seven seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> so kudos to them. Uh, the whole segment ends up being about how great Hulk Hogan is. So <laughs> I, I would imagine like Hulk telling Brutus on the phone, hey Brutus, would you go out there? Make sure to mention this and mention how great I am and all this other stuff. And then <laughs> Brutus says there's an open challenge for next week. Now, there must have been a dog show or something, because there's no Raw the week after.
1: That's correct, yep. Okay.
0: There is a dog show, or US Open, so i correct. Dog show. Dog show. I was you, so pissed when those were on. So yeah.
1: pissed. You didn't mean you didn't watch them?
0: <laughs> no, I did not. I, would, like, I was protesting. I was so mad at it. And then when Nitro was on, it was like, I guess so. Because I was the WWF apologist, even in like 96, when they were terrible. I am like, too. They're, they're better than Nitro. So, okay, good, good. Yeah. So you were... Trying to tell our convince ourselves that Shawn Michaels, the champion babyface, was the mm. was the guy.
1: No, I was watching Night Show during that. Oh come on! I was. <laughs> <laughs> what Sorry. about the ringmaster?
0: Um,
1: I remember that when he debuted on the Brother Love show. That was, mm. was superstars.
0: <laughs> do you do you remember when Superstars stopped being a reason to watch? Yeah, like, I mean, year?
1: yeah. You know, for me personally, it was when they. Uh, hopped off syndication and went to the USA Network.
0: Okay. In the yeah. fall of 96. Okay. for I, I, That's probably around when I did too because for me, I always just assume, like as an adult now, like, oh, when Raw started, Superstars went away. No. But not at all. There were so many angles through, through 94, 95.
1: Yeah. Really, I think in terms of if you watch the way they programmed it, it was about a year, the first year of Raw. Raw kind of like ran in parallel to Superstars, but it wasn't the A show. Superstars was still in their minds, even the A show, mm-hmm. uh, until probably like mid, maybe mid-94 or so.
0: When was your syndication Superstars on?
1: Uh, 12 o'clock. Well, I had two feeds. I had the Philly feed and the New York feed. Mm-hmm. I think the New York feed was Fox 5 at 12 noon. Philly might have been also, uh Fox 29 might have been also 12. If not, it was 1 p.m. I can't remember. Yeah.
0: It was I, Saturdays at 12. Yeah, ours was Saturdays at 11 a.m. on Fox. And this was a big... uh big source of controversy when my kid, my, when I was a kid, my sister and I were younger because it was the same time as saved by the bell. And my sister being a big saved by the bell fan, we only had the one TV for us kid. We had the kid's TV to watch. Cause we didn't want to wear out the good TV. I guess like my mom said <laughs> I don't want to wear it out. Um, so it was an argument and generally because I was younger, I won, but there were times when I would miss the second half of superstars. So she could watch her second half of saved by the bell. That was our compromise. But I went back and watched a lot of these Superstars recently. And yeah, even through 94, 93, it's, it's pretty crazy how like there's main event angle stuff going on. Yeah. Like Razor Moans on there. There's a lot, a lot of WrestleMania 9 build with the Mega Maniacs on Superstars and Challenge.
1: Yeah, most of it's, most of it's still on the, on the weekend syndicated. And there's even title changes on Superstars. I mean, uh, the IC changes in April 94 it was mm-hmm. still kind of their main show. Uh, but they, they phased that out right around that time, like around the time of the new gen. It kind of switched over to Raw.
0: If anyone out there gets a chance to pick up a, co- like a bootleg copy of the Superstars ones, definitely pick it up mostly because those generally have the event center like promotions for the house shows <laughs> coming to town with Sean Mooney. And, the, and they have like the guys in the front of the green screen talking about they're going to, Jake's a snake's going to beat Honky Tonk Man and the Rick, the model Martell's going to beat whoever. So Love it. it's, it's definitely worth checking out, which I don't think will ever end up on Peacock or the network.
1: I don't think so. That guy, Albert Patterson still owns all those superstars and stuff. A lot of them, you know?
0: What it's like the name Superstars of Wrestling he owns Correct. or something yeah, he like that yeah. It, yeah what a dick alright <laughs> Raw February 15th we have Brutus his first match to come back and I, I was relatively hyped for it it was okay we're gonna tease you guys with an angle or a match and then we're gonna come back to see it so I don't I didn't see when Ted DiBiase accepted this challenge it must have been on Superstars or Challenge or something like that
1: I think there's an interview on the end of that Raw okay where they okay. flip a coin
0: Oh, okay, okay. And, and that's what happened?
1: Yeah, what happens is Jimmy Hart, he comes out during the Money Inc. interview, and he's like, "Oh, baby, no, this isn't necessary, baby. We don't need to be doing this, man. You mm-hmm. know." And he's
0: showing a little reticence about the whole thing. Yeah, there's a lot more Jimmy Hart teasing in the beginning of this Raw because Brutus is in yep. front of the green screen saying he's ready. Yep. And then Ted says he's going to smash that face, and Jimmy's like, "Oh, not that, not that, baby, not not so yep. much, baby. Let's go." So he, it's very. On the nose hinting, but as a kid, I did not see it coming at all. So it's on, on the kudos face, to kudos to them. <laughs> this match, Ted DiBiase bumps like a, like a spring for Brutus Beefcake. He does, yeah, he does. It's one of like Ted's best bumping things I've seen outside of Mid South. Like I couldn't believe it. It's uh, a big uh,
1: WrestleMania five rematch here.
0: It is, and everyone talks about how great his match with Jake was at WrestleMania six, and that match is mm-hmm. just kind of—it's okay, it's, <laughs> it's okay,
1: it's, it's, it's fine. They do the wave during it. I mean, <laughs> well, Jesse's pumped about it. He likes that.
0: He Girl does. had seven hot dogs. <laughs> you you fat piece of shit. Go get a hot dog. Mustard over your lapel. big <laughs> go, go, go. go. Gorilla in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a good Minnesotan accent. Did you ever hear, uh, this is a long time ago, uh, Jesse Ventura was on Joe Rogan's podcast. This is like years ago. And Joe Rogan goes, you have a very interesting accent. He goes, I have an accent. He goes, <laughs> he goes yeah, from Minnesota. He's like, I don't hear it. I'm like, "Are you? Are you who hasn't told Jesse? You <laughs> can just see him
1: shaking his head and shaking his leg while doing, I don't hear it. you really <laughs> think <laughs> I have an accent, Joe Rogan.
0: Have you ever had a chance to meet Jesse the Body Ventura?
1: Never met Jesse
0: Ventura. No. Okay. At WrestleCon in New York a few years back. I was like, you know what? I am i don't know when I'm going to meet this guy again. So I paid my 50 bucks to get him to sign a copy of my wrestling album, which I brought with the news coming. Great autograph, by the way. He was barely looking up at people during his meet and greet. However, he was talking to someone next to him about seeing Muhammad Ali levitate. And he was dead serious. And let me tell you something. If there was one man that could levitate, it would be Muhammad Ali. And I saw it. And people think I'm lying, but I saw it. And my friend Chad... Horror movie barbecue on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I love Chad. Yeah. Great guy. Amazing guy. He was there and he was like super excited to take his picture with Jesse while holding his Jesse LJN. I will find the picture and tweet it off to this episode because I took it for him. Jesse looks up like with his mouth open. Like, you know the movie Look Who's Talking? Mm-hmm. Of course you do. So, the, the dad, John Travolta's dad, Look Who's Talking. That's like the expression he has on his face <laughs> with his mouth open. So. <laughs> It's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Just looks through it too. But and he's wearing like a Jimi Hendrix tie day with this Native American vest that like from like Man of the House, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie. Just, <laughs> with Chevy a, Chase? Yes, exactly. Reason, recently watched it with my kid, by the way. Super inappropriate, super racist, but definitely still holds up. So go check pro- it out.
1: I probably haven't seen that in 25 years
0: or whenever hey, the hell it came out. I'm sure it's on Disney. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. That's, I, think, I guess that's where we watched it.
1: I only had that for the Beetle thing. I think I, it ran out already.
0: That's okay. I'm sure someone's got a password you
1: can use. Were you talking about Abe Vigoda, by the way? Yes. (laughs) Okay, just checking. Yes,
0: exactly. So look who's talking. John Travolta, (laughs) Kirstie Alley, classic film. They made two sequels somehow. Just just amazing stuff.
1: They did.
0: Anyway, where where, where were we? Oh, yeah, we were talking about Ted DiBiase bumping like crazy for for, for Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Really putting him over strong. Yes. And it's just a regular match. Uh, You know, Jimmy Hart also throughout this match is telling Brutus... You know, our tongue, Ted, I told you, he's no pushover, baby. He's no pushover. You got to yeah. be serious with him. Slightly putting over Brutus. So Jimmy Hart, you know, he's, he's ready to go. As Mean Gene called him, the little legal, legal beagle. Legal beagle. Yeah. Yes, you legal beagle. He called him at the bash at the beach or the yeah, WCW press conference. You're a
1: legal beagle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. John Henry on here. <laughs> Gene was so drunk. Good. All the time. I would be too if I worked there. Anyway, Ted DiBiase eventually loses by DQ as IRS smashes Brutus in the back of the head with the gold briefcase. They announcers are sure to point out that it was the back of his head, not the front of his face, so he's perfectly fine. Then, post match, it's just they're beating up Brutus, and Ted DiBiase holds up Brutus. Everyone's seen this clip a million times. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart tries stopping IRS from smashing his face. And Jimmy Hart is doing a great job being legitimately concerned. Anytime Jimmy's glasses come off, you know he's, it's serious. Something's going on. Yeah. Of course, IRS throws Jimmy down. He he goes ahead and smashes Brutus Beefcake's face in with with the thing with the briefcase. Then Ted wants to do it again. But Jimmy Hart throws his body on top of Brutus to stop him from doing it. And there's like a very serious vibe they try to get across here at how hurt Brutus is. Yep. And they must have done some type of fake blood droplet on the mat and all that because I looked and Brutus wasn't bleeding anywhere. So, although he's an 80s wrestler so he might have cut himself just for the hell of it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice that either if he he did or not.
0: And also, blood doesn't dry that quickly as it was on the mat. It was like the dark red blood. Like bloody sock, Kurt Schilling blood type thing. (laughs) God. Yeah, exactly. And then they take him off in the stretcher. And again, they're trying to push it off as very serious, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, it, as an adult, I'm like, this is kind of lame. As a kid, I was definitely impacted, especially by the blood, because by this point, blood's completely gone the WWF and seeing yeah. that, especially on TV was definitely impactful. But when you, what'd you think of this whole, whole deal at the, I, when they did this whole angle?
1: I'm with you, Steve. I, I know what they were going for. But it almost feels like a couple of years too late. This would have fit really well into that weird kind of wild, edgy late '91 era, even uh-huh. still, like uh-huh. that late. But by this early '93, guys like Beefcake, you know, he hadn't wrestled in two and a half years. He'd barely been on TV. Uh, since then, until you know, April of '92. So it's like, who cares? You know, most this, of these guys there, they don't care.
0: This this whole angle is to just get Hulk Hogan back yeah. even bigger, is more impact. You know, he's telling, hey, 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 Ed, before you go out there, take this dude. What's this, Terry? Oh, it's some uh, corn syrup for the blood. It's like, what? <laughs> he, he tosses it to him because he's eating <laughs> his Hulk's eating an omelette. So, an omelette. Yeah, that's an inside so <laughs> it's an inside joke. The uh, the Laps Fan podcast has this, all these characters. One of them's Lapsed Hulk Hogan, and the one guy did an impression of Hulk. He was of Hulk Hogan waking up at Knob's house, saying, "Hey Knobs, you want you want to make an omelet, dude, <laughs> for me?" And there's an episode of Hogan Knows Best where Knob stays at their house, and it <laughs> I've has seen that one. <laughs> my favorite line ever, where Knobs wakes up Hulk Hogan, "Hey Hulk, you want to watch WrestleMania 7? Which is just me. <laughs> Like, that's my life. Hey, you want to watch WrestleMania 7? Well, that's my life. Who so. wouldn't? That's probably the best one ever. Tremendous. It is. Okay, so then we go back to the next week's Raw, and Hogan's back right away. I remember as a kid, Hogan not coming back the next week. I thought it was stretched out, and I think they probably could have stretched this out for a couple weeks before Hogan showing back up. They could have.
1: Yeah, like, they probably could have.
0: Just lots of recaps, especially with Raw being a... F- hour show, 45 minutes with a commercial. They definitely could have stretched it out. Uh, it was a big deal, though, for sure. Uh, I'm just pulling up my note here. I mentioned the interview, the sit-down interview with Hulk and Vince <laughs> before the show. <laughs> this is Hulk's revenge tour on the media that made him take stories, as you mentioned earlier. They made him do it. Hulk's in an Ico Pro shirt, which <laughs> I think is a tone-deaf type of thing, which is a weird gym supplement that ever really hate it
1: it's a nice way to put it
0: yeah and bret hart <laughs> talked a about a supplement sh- <laughs> yeah that's bret hart in a shoot interview talking about it oh, oh you, I don't they send know.
1: crates of it to our house and it just tastes like fucking shit i don't want to <laughs> take it i don't I hate bodybuilding who the fuck wants to look at a bodybuilder
0: Every every uh, pro wrestler never throws away a free shirt, so there's still pictures of guys <laughs> wrestling with the Ico Pro shirts. I'm sure Brett's got them that they, they that they, they they exercise in them. The tanks. You can't imagine how many t shirts they made. Someone's got to have unused Ico Pro somewhere. They oh, have someone. To. Yeah. Yes, they have right. to. Pro- probably Hulk. Most Vince. of
1: the WBF guys probably do. Those guys are all dead. Yeah, that's true. All you right. know the. Do you mind if I mention by the way two things real quick, Steve? Sure just in case anyone cares about this kind of thing mm-hmm. the raw we just did the 15th that was actually taped the same day as the february 1st they did a mm-hmm. double shot that day just mm-hmm. in case anyone cares about that and then also um i found it interesting with hogan and vince in the in the quiet sit down in the terry voice yeah it, they're literally picking up where they left off the last time we saw hogan in that environment with vince which i thought was a nice touch honestly
0: and Vince mentions we were in the yeah. same studio. <laughs>
1: yeah, because it was says so it. O-
0: it was so obvious. They're up in Stanford somewhere. You know, yeah. they probably they probably didn't even take it down. Like Vince is like, no, we'll we'll leave it up in case Terry comes back. <laughs> Terry Terry likes pictures of himself. <laughs> leave it up there, Pat. It's Hulk a little corner. Yeah, exactly.
1: They just reserve it for Hogan interviews.
0: <laughs> yes, when Terry shows up. But again, they're on director's chairs, side by side, talking, and
1: That's Hulk. Hulk exactly.
0: <laughs> God, oh, Hulk is talking about bringing positivity to the, to the world. That's what we need. And there's all these negative people in the media who say things that isn't true, but they print it anyway. It's like, as a kid, this was completely over my head. I thought, I thought he was referring to those wrestling magazines, non WWF, like PWI and the wrestler and whatever (laughs) talking. Cause I remember those magazines, like is Hulk Hogan done? Like those articles at the grocery store. I thought that's who he was talking about.
1: Well, it's true. I mean, you'd have like Sidney M. Ba- Dr. Sidney M. Basil writing these articles, you know, he was a very prominent doctor that wasn't Bill Apter at all, you
0: know? Was- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, these were, he is scorched earth talking about it. And I think we're not doing it justice. You go back and watch it. It's the first segment of the Raw, February 22nd. It's like a four or five minute thing of Hulk just shitting on the media. And I think he still feels that way today. He ended up taking out Gawker because this, <laughs> this was like just a, a build, a build, a build to take out a media conglomerate. And he finally got one.
1: Well, good for him, you know. he gotta be a man, he can't let it slide.
0: You know, he does, and he's also gotta not let his friends have tape him having sex or well with, with his wife or, or whatever. But good wh- good for Hulk. Who would be friends with Bubba the Love Sponge? Hulk will, with his Bubba army shirt. If you go back from I'd say two thousand six until that sex tape, every <laughs> every interview Hulk's in a Bubba Army shirt, every single one.
1: I just wish you didn't have to say Hulk Hogan and sex tape in the same context. No
0: one's making no one's making you watch it. No one's making you be racist. I always love- The media is, Steve. <laughs> I always love when you see like a Reddit thread or whatever, and it's like, someone's like, just a reminder of what Hogan said, and they will like transcript the super racist rant he went on, word for word. Yeah. Always love the internet. They're good for that. And- Again, he's obviously talking about steroids. He says, I obviously made some mistakes. <laughs> steroids. But is that a mistake? Or is Eastern it just Nanny? lying about it? It's a Both. mistake. <laughs> no? I mean, he had the opportunity to
1: say the truth on Arsenio, I think it was, right? In 91? Yeah. Went on Arsenio. And he didn't. You know, I never taken steroids. No. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? It's yeah,
0: like, you did. Look Look at your Look at your body. <laughs> like, right. What are you talking about? And Randy Clearly. Savage is like, yeah, I did, I did, but they were legal, you know. Like,
1: <laughs> fucking admit exactly. it. Who cares?
0: Yeah, Ultimate Warrior. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I can't. But it depends what war you want to do, like. Uh, shoot interview warrior or reflective <laughs> out of breath warrior from his Hall of Fame speech, but oh, he sorry he was just talking about a, he's like he did everything HGH and and all the, yeah me and Davey Boy were were experimenting in that shoot you interview know, he just yells the entire time <laughs> with his buzz cut and his jean shirt I love it yes it's great it's it great is. it's awesome and you can't say documentary he's like, a Documenta- documentary, documentary well. talking about how the screw job was an inside job that Bret Hart was in on it.
1: Oh so. yeah. No. Bret Hart should be an Academy Award winner then. Exactly. If he was in on it. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I still wish that Bret's talked about it. I think on this broken skull sessions he did with Austin over the past year, he's like he's like kicked the camera crew out when Vince came in. He like, I should have let him in there. Yeah. But I didn't. He like he's a go, but luckily he's like, thank God they were smart enough to like be in the hall and pretend not to film to see him limping out. Yep. So that was the only the only thing. But man, could you imagine if there was a, a video of Brent punching out Vince. He's like, I uppercut him. I uppercutted him. <laughs> I'll give him a tiger uppercut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got a black eye and he rolls his ankle. Stu taught it to me. Stu, <laughs> you gotta do the uppercut.
1: <laughs> you may make him uh, lose his eye.
0: As he's roasting, as he's flipping chicken out on the uh, on the patio.
1: On the cat turd. Yes. <laughs> spatula. The cat.
0: Have you ever, have you ever looked into Diana Hart's book or read any experts, or experts from it?
1: You know, I haven't, no.
0: Okay. So it's very, it's, it's out of print because she was sued almost instantly for everything, basically the lies about it. And it's right. like apparently a super horribly written book. But there's one thing where she <laughs> talks about the wedding at Hart House where her and Davy Boy and. She goes, Stu was giving me a lesson about life as he was flipping the chicken. He said, you know, marriage is a lot like submission wrestling. And then she went on <laughs> some, like, rant, which I don't doubt he said that, but it's just hilarious that <laughs> Stu flipping chicken on on Hardhouse's deck. At a wedding, nonetheless, with his cat shit Yeah. With his spatula. cat shit spatula, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so we're back on Raw, yep. and Hogan is not the first segment, which no. I kind of think he, you think he would be, but... I don't know. Ratings are different then, or you kind of want people to stay with you throughout the show. That's why. Yeah. Hulk Vince is out in the ring to introduce Hogan, and he is so happy. He cannot hide his grin. Vince, that oh god, Hulk is back. He's like, fuck. Where, Brett? Who? I don't. I don't know. Bret Hart. He, he's in the tag team with Jim. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. Who <laughs> that is. He's in the tag team. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and also another thing I thought about when I was watching this. So the whole build towards WrestleMania 9 with Yokozuna, they even show it as a recap of him crushing America, crushing Jim Duggan, smashing the flag. Bret Hart's not American. Why does hell do care if he's crushing America? <laughs> he's a dual citizen, Steve. Yeah, because his mom's from New York and she my, hates wrestling. My mom's from Nassau Coliseum. I don't want li- to watch that fucking fake bullshit. <laughs> you guys do. <laughs> I, I hate love- it still. She does. She hates it, and that was was it. Uh, Wrestling with Shadow? She goes. Hey, he said he'd be out of here after three or four years, and it was still in. And I can't believe it.
1: I can't like it. <laughs> I've never. I hate it more than ever.
0: <laughs> she, so she is that like a? You're from the Northeast. Is that a uh, a New York City borough accent, or is that a more of an upper state New York New York accent?
1: That's like that's like a Long Island accent. Okay, so my... we're in a
0: we're in a borough potentially, or an island. I guess Long Island. It's one. You know, so Hogan comes back, and the pop is, as we mentioned, not really there. Just no. Okay. Everyone's like, yeah. Maybe it would have been a surprise. It would have been more.
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But then but, again, I mean, I think they wanted to promote it and wanted to, you yeah, know. Yeah,
0: exactly. And this was, a I believe this was a live Raw. It was. A- and the Hulk comes out, we mentioned, very lean very tan and very red. He's got the red spandex, red bandana, red tank. And he talks about how Brutus is okay. After that huge angle. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's fine. Just a broken nose. He's fine. Hogan starts, he's talking about why he's back and everything. Cause Vince first asked him like, are you going to tell us what we want to hear? Are you back? He's like, come on, please be back. <laughs> and Hulk first has to publicly thank two people. God for taking care of Brutus, and two, Jimmy Hart,
1: <laughs> longtime manager,
0: longtime manager Jimmy Hart, and again Hulk just talks about how great Brutus is. He's doing okay. All this other stuff. B- Beefcake comes back out. He's now officially in his yellow and red Hulk Hogan stuff. Looks like he just got that made, and it's <laughs> you're disgusted by Brutus <laughs> yellow and red. His it, other outfits were okay, but this one's not.
1: Well, it's it's only because it just represents like that. oh, sure, Hulk, you know, I'll sniff your ass or whatever Quinn says, you know what I mean? It's like, come Listen. on, do something on your own.
0: No, Ed Leslie hasn't done anything on his own since he was with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. And he was pissed, and he was pissed he had to become the barber until Hulk convinced him it would be a good idea. I know, it's unfortunate. Hulk Hogan got Ed Leslie in the main event of a Starrcade. So... <laughs> He's forever in debt to him. He did.
1: He'll, You're right. He there did. was
0: the brief two year period where he tried to. He hated Hulk Hogan. Remember that? That, that was weird. sad
1: though. I didn't. I, you know, I hate when friends fight or brothers or whatever the hell they
0: are. Well, you that know? was. I think that was probably when he got a Superman barbed wire tattoo. It just was a bad time for for brother Brood Eye. Generally is. Okay. It those. Beefcake comes out <laughs> in basically really bad makeup with two black eyes and a broken nose, which is yep. just a like a fake bandage kind of, you know, the Virgil face mask thing that he wore. Imagine if they cut just the nose part out of that. That's what Ed, Ed Leslie's wearing or Brutus is wearing. Here.
1: Pretty much a good reference by the way, but yeah, that's what it is.
0: <laughs> and Hulk and Leslie, I keep calling Ed. that's his name, whatever. Brutus Beefcake says, Hulk Leslie, Hulk Leslie, <laughs> Terry Beefcake says <laughs> that, you know, you can't smash the titanium face. It's indestructible. <laughs> So why was he wearing this mask at WrestleMania 9 for double protection? just a bunch of <laughs> cheaters. Again though, on our show we talk a lot about where we were at the time. At the time I was like, "Yes! Fuck yes! Hogan's going to win the tag championship. It's going to be amazing. Screw Money Inc. I hate I hated IRS more Who than doesn't? any re- <laughs> Probably more than any wrestler ever." Right? He, I can't think of one I hated more as a kid. Even Skinner at least was had like a cool like outfit. I hated Skinner, but IRS was the worst. He had a tie. I remember my dad being legit like, why doesn't he get wrestling in a tie? Is he could take that tie off. He better take that tie off before he wrestles. <laughs> he never noth- wa-
1: nothing to like about IRS, especially if you're a kid.
0: What about Mr. Wall Street? Mr. Wall Street, huh? Yeah, what about Mr. Wall Street?
1: Nothing to like about it. The pre-WWF version or the post-WWF version? The
0: pre, The pre-WWF.
1: That was them trying to do like a... They were combining like, oh, let's do a million dollar man thing, but also do like Wall Street, you know. So, eh.
0: is he still working for the WWF? Mike Rotunda? Yeah, I, I do. Is he one of the many furloughed people? Where, thanks for being mm-hmm. loyal to me for years. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> WWF, get <laughs> out of here, want... Kyoto. Gerald <laughs> no. Briscoe, kiss my ass. <laughs> I don't know the answer. That's I'm going to Google it really quick. Google Mike Rotunda. But anyway, <laughs> the Mike Rotunda wife is the first thing that comes up. Well. He is best known for his appearances in WWF, just so you know. Oh, good. Um, But eventually they announce their new manager, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, yeah. who I don't know how he had time to get a full Hulk Hogan outfit airbrushed made, but Jimmy, mm. the best... but. You guys talk about this. He's acting the same as he always did, just yeah, it's with true. Hulk. He's it's Just because it's guy. with Hogan, he's the same guy.
1: He is just hopping around. You're number one, baby. That whole, the whole gimmick, the same thing.
0: However, Hulk must have put some talking points in his ears, like you know, Hulk. I've always admired you from afar, and I know yeah. everyone in the back admires you. As <laughs> you hear, Brett, fuck you, Terry. <laughs> <You> no, <know,
1: laughs> <you know, laughs> fuck you. That used to be my manager. I thought he was a good manager for me. You know,
0: for the record, he was for IRS. Mike Rotunda, furloughed yep. on April 15th, 2020. Officially released September 10th, 2020. Thanks for your years of loyalty. Hey. Go to WrestleCon and make some signings for 20 bucks a pop with Ted. A- April 15th. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's like, the irony. They Damn knew what Vince. they were doing. <laughs> Damn you, Vince. Yeah. Same thing with the CM Punk FedEx
1: on his wedding day. Oh, man. that's
0: Is that the equivalent for IRS and tax <laughs> yeah. day and wedding day? It's the same S- thing? Same shit. But yeah, so then just, nothing really happens in this interview. Again, it's all yes. about <laughs> building up Hulk. And yeah. as an adult, especially with having foresight to know where everything's going, mm-hmm. you can totally see they're just building up Hulk to win the championship. Everything 100%. makes sense. Yeah, makes absolutely. Sense. With the time, this wouldn't have entered my mind that Hulk Hogan was going to win the WWF title. I remember I had a friend who had the black box, so he was my hookup. So every Monday yes. at school... Because it, 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 he would record the pay-per-view, bring it to me, and I would sometimes I'd ask him who won. Sometimes I wouldn't, and I would say, "Who won the championship?" He's like Hulk Hogan. I'm like, "No, no, not the tag champion, the WWF championship." He goes, "Hulk Hogan." I'm like, "No, he." I didn't believe him until I got home. <laughs> I was like, "You're messing." I was, I almost got like into, not a fight, but like, stop messing with me. Like, don't do this to my emotions. Hulk Hogan winning, <laughs> it makes zero sense to do as a kid, but they were at least you could tell WWE had a plan, what they oh, wanted yeah. to do.
1: You know what? And the more we, as we've been talking about this, I think it, it makes sense to me why they did this tag angle. Because it, it gives them a double main event at WrestleMania. It gives them, okay, you like Bret Hart. Here's Bret defending the title against Yoko, which we promised, you know, Yoko won the rumble, but also...
0: Caesar told us he'd be there and all that stuff. Was Caesar and Cleopatra,
1: at, yeah. Sucking at foods. But also... <laughs> the Poconos. And the Poconos. You get Hulk Hogan coming back and he might win the title also. So I kind of get uh, in hindsight now, and especially as we've been talking about it, it, actually makes sense. You know, they get the best of both worlds that way, like that horrible Van Halen album in '96. You know, uh, I
0: don't, I, oh God, I remember that tour. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I think you easily could have built up Hulk coming back saying he's here to take on like the, the biggest and the baddest. And now comes stumbling the giant Gonzalez. They could
1: have, they could have, they could have.
0: I guess it leaves Undertaker with nobody, but I'm sure he would have been fine with that, not facing Giant Gonzalez. Hogan slams the giant, gets his WrestleMania moment again. God. This was all just listen. Ed's his friend. Jimmy's his friend. He needs someone to carry his bags. Yep, and. I think Eric Bischoff said in like a shoot interview one time he was like, "No, Jimmy literally does carry Hulk's bags like he's his assistant." So
1: yeah, in real life he became that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he because he still kind of is. So when Hulk does signings and stuff like that, Jimmy's there, kind of handling money, moving Love people it. in and out and stuff. Uh, one of our my guy had on a little while ago. I'm sure I don't know if you saw it, but I tweeted out a while ago. He attended WrestleMania three, and his uncle had like a professional camera he brought with him. So he's got these amazing pictures from the stands that like, oh, yeah, I've never I been seen before. And like, since it was a pro camera and they got remastered, all this stuff. Anyway, he, I talked to him recently and over the summer, Hulk Hulk did a signing kind of in the Midwest. So he went to meet him and he said, Hulk, you know, just he showed Hulk the pictures. Hulk was super blown away by it. And Jimmy Hart, like, Hey baby, come here. Like pull him to the side. Like <laughs> got his information. It's like, can we bring, can we bring in the beat shop. You know, I'll, I'll hang him up in the beat shop for everybody to see and all this stuff. So he got, he said Jimmy was all into it. When I met Jimmy Hart at StarCast a couple of years ago, nicest guy ever. I was talking to him about how I used to love when he would jump into the heels, arms, and like kick his legs. Oh yeah. He goes, Oh, I got that from the, uh, from watching college football games. I go, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, when there'd be a big upset, someone would run on the field and like a smaller player would jump. Like the quarterback would jump in the big lineman's arms like that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, well, there you go. Learn something new every day. But the mouth of the South, super nice guy.
1: He seems Pen- like, I haven't heard, I have not heard a bad word about him.
0: He's almost 80. Yep. Looks the same. It's I know, the sunglasses it's and the hair. Looks the same. And him on Legends House, which was one of my favorite shows <laughs> ever. Like, yeah. just ever. You've watched, have you watched Legends House? I, I, a little bit of it, yeah. Oh, you got to watch it all. It's just amazing because how pissed off Gene Oakland is all the time at <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Like, <laughs> just legitimately him. mad at him. It's amazing. <laughs> and Gene's drunk the entire time, too. And so is Pat Patterson. And... Anyway, back to back to this angle. Yes, sir. The only other reason I could say why they did this would have been if the Hulk, The Hulk with Hulk Hulk with the Hulk Hulkamania lives with, Hulk, Hulk, himself. with Hulk and Brutus won the tag titles and then went in the house show circuit of the champions, which they did kind of anyway as I looked yeah. up these the shows. Hulk and Brutus were in the tag matches against Money Inc. So they yeah. <laughs> like all oh. the logic no, nothing and i've heard pritchard try to make sense of it and conrad's you know bullshit like that's that's a terrible conrad but make calls that? him out on calls him <laughs> calls him out on it all the time how all their logic made no sense and at the end of the day this is just what terry wanted to do and they did it
1: you know yeah if i may for a second here you're right steve because if you look at what they did on the house shows and i'm Bitched about this to no end uh, <laughs> a few months back when we were doing '93 in our Patreon reviews, uh, available in the archives. But um, we'll get. We had, if you look at what Hogan and Beefcake did, even when Hogan was champion, he was teaming with Brutus Beefcake in tag title matches against Money Inc. on the loop when he did wrestle on the house shows. You know, which wasn't that much. It's just weird that they did that. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So again, he could have been. The tag champs. I guess you maybe you could do a thing where it's generally house shows. At least the, from what I understand, it makes more money to have a baby face chase a title on the house shows than defend it. At least that's kind of what I understand. Yeah. So I maybe do that, but again, there's no reason for Hulk to become the champion. If you want him to win a title, that's fine. He can. He can win it at King of the Ring, maybe versus Yokozuna if he still want to beat Bret, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But. Then Bruce Pritchard talked about, oh, we wanted Hulk to be the champ, so he would be on the European tour, but Hulk wasn't on the European tour.
1: No, Bruce was ultra confused there. Hulk was on the one after King of the Ring. Yeah. That, into August, and that was the European tour when he was challenging Yoko.
0: So if you wanted to be the champion, have him beat Yoko and go. Again, it makes zero sense. And I think we the solution we've come to is this is just what Terry wants to do.
1: Yeah, and, and also what Vince wanted, obviously, because it's not going to happen without Vince saying, hey, this is a good idea. And I
0: think he would have been like, yeah, whatever you want, pal. Sure, mm-hmm. whatever you want, yeah. pal. Yeah, f- fuck Bret Hart. Who's that? Yeah, exactly. Whatever you want. Yeah. Sure. Um, Who do you honest- want to bring in with you?
1: Honestly, <laughs> though, if I'm, if I'm Vince in 93, and I, I'm glad I, I wasn't, but if I was. His
0: neck brace. was is- <laughs> 94.
1: And, it, and I'm like, all right, well, I haven't had Hulk Hogan in almost a year. Business is going down because it went from from Flair to Savage in 92, right? House show-wise. Mm-hmm. And then to Flair again, it kept going down, right? Brett actually, contrary to popular belief, Brett actually brought up the average house show attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went down again uh, under Hogan because Hogan wasn't wrestling as a champion. But, <laughs> but anyway, if I'm Vince, I'm bringing back Hulk Hogan 100%. Yeah. And he wants to be the champion. I want him to be the champion but the execution of all of it just made no sense cuz he didn't he literally and we looked at this he never defended the belt as champion the entire time. Until they mentioned King of the that
0: Ring. On, on King of the Ring 2 that Hulk I didn't wasn't defending the title. Not they once. Yeah. Literally not once. And he also wasn't on TV. Like he wasn't on these Raws or anything like that. He no. he, so we just mentioned the last Raw with Hogan back was February 22nd. Yeah. That's it. Hogan's not back on Raw again. That's it.
1: No, no he only does taped uh, yes. promos from the Thunder and Paradise set.
0: And he only did. And I look, I watched these. There was maybe one or two. That was yeah. it. Yeah, and it was just him and him and Ed Leslie, Bruce Beefcake, and mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart doing their thing. You know, saying they're going to beat out the Muddy Inc. Being and weird. that match was terrible. and had a yeah, stupid it, finish.
1: It, it's a goofy finish. Yeah, I agree with you.
0: But uh, going back to where I was as a kid totally get it. I understand he wants he wants me, yeah. Vince wants me excited to be back. Yeah. I was, but I, but I also never left. I'm sure he was looking for those people that left because Hogan left.
1: Hey, but, I mean, WrestleMania 9 did a hell of a buy rate compared to 8.
0: Did it? I mm-hmm. put that up really quick. Well, you're probably right. I'm sure it did better than uh, 10 as well. But, although 10 did pretty well because I remember they promoted the 10th anniversary. It was 11th that really just oh, yeah. went to, tip, to, to the pits, then 12, then 13. And fourteen eventually shot back 14 up. Fourteen
1: was but, insane. Yeah, yeah well, if you want to check me up. on that, you can. But I'm I, pretty well, sure that uh,
0: the WWE pay per view buy rights is pretty easy. Like the or, or handy I, internet. I think
1: nine did better than than um, eight and ten. Not combined not, though. No, not
0: combined. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We got looking it up. So WrestleMania eight did three hundred ninety thousand buys. WrestleMania nine did four hundred and thirty. WrestleMania ten did four twenty. Yeah. So they did bump significantly back up from eight with WrestleMania ten. Yeah. And then just for reference, uh LT did not draw only three hundred and forty thousand. Shawn Michaels also not a draw, two hundred and ninety thousand. I guess Bret Hart not as well. Nope. And ninety seven. Sid Undertaker two hundred and thirty seven
1: thousand. <laughs> it was low, man.
0: That's crazy because we all look back fondly on 1997 WWF. At least I yeah. think I do. a lot of us do.
1: A lot of us do critically, but the, the audience hadn't caught up yet. You know what I mean? It just didn't it didn't follow yet.
0: Yeah. Per Vince Russo, bro, it takes a good two years to build up an audience. Hey,
1: there's some things he was right what about. What people
0: don't <laughs> understand. What,
1: what, 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 what you have to understand, bro. Characters. Did, okay. I,
0: have you ever seen the uh, interview he did with Medusa? That who did with Vince? Vince Russo. Sorry, Vince no, Russo. No, okay. I didn't. <laughs> Watch it because there's a point where he goes, all right, and you were the Cruiserweight champion. And she goes, yeah, that was your stupid idea. And it gets real awkward. <laughs> and he tries was. to backpedal like, oh, well, you know, because uh, yeah, you thought she was like, oh, yeah, great moment for me. Anyway. Stupid idea. We're all over <laughs> the place from 93 Hogan to Medusa and Vince Russo. but That's why we're here. But that was it. And this whole thing. Is worth going back to watch because it's easy, quick segments. Mm-hmm. There's a few highlights we talked about. Someone telling Brutus to kill himself. Kid <laughs> picking his nose. Hogan's tan. Happy, <laughs> happy Vince. Rob Bartlett. Ho- uh, no, we don't need Rob <laughs> Bartlett. Hogan's scorched earth on the media sit down in the director's chairs. Oh, God. It's worth watching. I, d- I definitely it recommend is. this stuff. It's great.
1: I watched all three of them in preparation for this. All well, three I appreciate of those. that. You're a pro. I am not
0: not an Ico pro, but a pro. No, coach. no Ico. That's for not, sure. Not but I
1: did, up. and I watched all the matches that happened and stuff. And my conclusion was this was a very odd show, like Raw. I mean, in the beginning, it really yeah. was.
0: They were figuring, it. and also there was a random sixteen man battle royal. Yes, and I was like, whoa! I, I was kind of skipping. Wait, wait, what the hell is this? Because we, what? I, the the most famous one is probably the Intercontinental one, where Razor and uh, Rick Martel. Both were the last yeah. two, and they were the IC champ the next night. But I'd agree. I, I don't remember that at all. I love a good random battle royal for it was sure. A
1: good, it was very uh, territory style. Like, oh, I'm by Boyd Pearson. We're gonna have a battle royal here on Mid South, you know. And um, the whole gimmick was to get Giant Gonzalez over, and then Razor wins when everyone
0: leaves or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, you got to build Razor up for his Bob Backlund match, I guess. But hey,
1: first person <laughs> to pin Backlund in like ten years or ever or something.
0: Forever <laughs> poor. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> with his high steps. Yeah, with his high steps. <laughs> with his jackets. Do You think him and uh, the Steiner brothers are the same jacket? The same jacket guy?
1: I think Backlund's letter is a little bit higher.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> he's legit. He's, he's more legit. He was a champion and all that other stuff. He Bob was. Backlund's book, by the way, pretty interesting for a guy that's not that interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best I could describe it. That's nice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a what a. Interesting trio of shows though that I got to watch, and you, know, you had high energy on here. Uh, oh, yep. Doink beating typhoon by the way.
0: <laughs> Kona crush on the beach doing a fake live call with Randy and Vince.
1: Yep. Uh, the the TV debut of Lex Luger wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Jason from ECW by the way is who he beat.
0: Scott. Jason Knight. Scotty Tuhati versus Yoko Zuna, I believe, was Scott Taylor. Scott in a squash Taylor, match, that's right. A squash yeah. match. There's there's nice little things to do, and that's why I love watching old wrestling is there's random things, and there's things I'll see that I'm like, I say this all the time, like why don't wrestlers today watch stuff from like the 90s and like, oh, no one does this anymore. I'm going to steal it or um, finish yeah. or something like that because mm. it hasn't been used in forever. Right. It's, it's good stuff. There's tons of good stuff to watch. Uh, and I'm sure some a lot of wrestlers do, but maybe some don't. I don't know. I don't know who's controlled or what. I don't know what people are allowed to do anymore other than camera cuts and the WWE and AEW is just a bunch of good stuff and then flip stuff and apparently death matches are back and that's a thing now I'm finding out. I'm, so I'm, I'm out of the loop. I'm officially getting old in wrestling. I'm out of it.
1: Oh, I'm, I've been old for years now. It's fine. It's okay.
0: You're, you're going to come back to uh, GC, Game Changer Wrestling. I'm going to see you at the Hammerstein Ballroom for their big show. On, I on hope pay-per-view. so. Pay-per-view
1: it's in two weeks
0: me. you're gonna be there <laughs> i am in the death match you're gonna bring the light tubes nice do you even know what game changer is do no. that out of it no i've heard of gcw okay, I okay. I, i've heard of it yeah they're they're trying to be like the next ecw yeah it seems like and that's where nick gage cut kind of got faint well, that's where sure. he got but he's been famous there and all that yeah, stuff i, I think dark side of the rings kind of highlighted them as well
1: the briscoes are there and stuff like that right
0: Mm, I th- I'm assuming they are now that ROH is done. Not but Jerry is- and Jack. Oh. <laughs> Mark and Jay. <laughs> the Dem boys? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, although ROH is apparently back. I got an email from them saying they're going to be back for Supercard in Dallas, so uh, come yeah, give us April, your money. April 1st. Come give us your money.
1: Yep. Yeah, come give us your money. Joey Janelle is there, right? And
0: Yeah. There's exactly. a handful
1: of people there that I know. Homicide, and I
0: forget who else, but yeah. You know. Kevin Nash is going to be at the Detroit show this weekend. He'll be anything <laughs> for a payday.
1: I'll so, just get the fucking money. I don't fucking shit, care. Shit, fuck. <laughs>
0: just give me a, a pinot. Shit. Fuck, fuck it, dude. It. Let's just fucking pay me. Fuck, fuck it. it. I'm a Detroit guy. Fuck shit. Bret Hart. I Robbie Steiner. Care. No, he loves Bret Hart. He That's loves fu- Bret Hart.
1: He Yeah, but he also doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, she, fucking-
0: it, in every shoot interview, he puts over Bret because he knows Bret gave him the best matches ever. I agree with you, and he, he was did. talking about what, whatever interview it was with Sean Oliver, where he was saying because uh, Sean Oliver was trying to tell Kevin Nash, he goes, yeah, a lot of people say Brett's things are too serious. He goes, yeah, but you got to realize his dad was Stu. He's like, what do you, what do you expect? <laughs> he goes, fuck sure. you. I love Bret Hart.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. He also it, puts a uh, Nash also puts over Vince Russo.
0: Uh-huh. Who does um. Back to 93, who does Bret Hart wrestle on these shows? It, it was a long match. Oh, Fatou? Fatou. Entry, defending Tremendous. the championship. Tremendous. Like, it's like 12 minutes, too.
1: And, and that's the one where Earl counts a three while Bret has Fatu in the sharpshooter. Uh, <laughs> I that, swear. Uh, really? <laughs> he counts to three. He counts a pin.
0: <laughs> Maybe Earl was drunk, too. Who knows? I,
1: again, I would be, too. Yeah, you know uh, what's interesting about Bret? You know, I've heard a lot of people like, why wasn't Bret on a lot of these? Mm-hmm. Brett was actually anchoring the whole house show loop in case yeah. anyone's curious. You know, he was fighting. It was actually during during the February 1st Raw. He was over in Germany, I want to say. I think it was Germany against Ric Flair still, who was still there, even though he was off TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Brett, Brett was actually just being the champion on the house show loop in Europe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Brett, in one of his interviews, talked about how when he was champion, he goes, yeah, Vince told me, he goes, I want you to call me every day. I want to talk to my champion. <laughs> so I'd call say? him, and he'd be like, hello, what do you want to say? What do you want to, say? Well, you want me to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine Brett picking up the phone in Germany. It's like 4 a.m. Hello? Oh, it's, it's Brett. It's, it's Brett. A... Brett. It's Brett. Oh, what the fuck do you want? <laughs>
1: uh, guten Tag, Vince. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you told me to call. All right, Frow I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. I got got a meeting with Terry in a little bit. The, war, the <laughs> Warlord, <Fuck> you, Terry, <laughs> the this. Warlord. No. <laughs>
1: All he cares about is Domino's Pizza
0: <laughs> and being the original Stone Cold Steve Austin, and God, and having the best ever match with not ever, but the, one of the British Bulldogs' best matches. WrestleMania Seven.
1: It's literally the Warlord's best singles match ever.
0: It's top five Bulldog matches. It is.
1: Like no, that it's, match is amazing. You've seven. got
0: Brett Bulldog. You've probably got Bulldog Brett 2 right in your house.
1: Uh, Bulldog Owen for the European.
0: And then Bulldog Sean, one of them. And then that. It's yeah. up there. Probably. So we're yeah. shitting on Terry. Meanwhile, he's, he's Terry the War. kicking ass. All right. <laughs> well, I think we've wrapped up just about enough of 93 Hogan coming back. <laughs> and I appreciate you coming up and talk about it. I know. And... Really, not really good. We'll talk about your show right now because I, I said we would. First off, I mentioned the free feed, favorite podcast app at OVP Podcast on Twitter. Used to post videos but got in trouble. So now they're just GIFs yep. of famous wrestling things. And also on Instagram, OVP Podcast, same thing, same handle mm-hmm. on Instagram. Okay. There's a little, a little more lenient on Instagram with, with video clips. Yeah. Follow them there. And you guys have a show every week where you and your co-host Quinn talk retro wrestling and what's your elevator pitch for OVP podcasts for anyone that happened to not listen to it? For me, it's my favorite, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, period, out there. And so I really appreciate you guys putting out shows every week. Makes my day go by faster in the summer. The uh, Patreon things make cutting the grass enjoyable and fly by. Because so, I, nice. I have like a giant yard. It takes like three hours, so it's perfect. listen to WrestleMania 8 or whatever. So it's awesome stuff. And if you want to see, hear someone get worked up about 93 Hogan, listen to his co-host Quinn. He gets very worked up. So uh, yeah. what do you want to say about OVP Podcast, where they can find you, all that fun stuff?
1: Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Steve. I really do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, at OVP Podcast on Twitter is a good starting point or just to go to ovppodcast.com, kind of like a hub. But the whole point of our show is that it's two guys that were just fans, you know, like like most of everyone is Mm -hmm. uh, here in the Northeast. And we're in our mid-30s, like a lot of our listeners probably are. And the whole deal is we don't think we're right all the time. We don't think we're experts about everything. We're just kind of giving you our opinion, and we welcome yours. We want to hear what you have to say about what we're talking about. And we kind of try to pick up on the nuances and the weird stuff and put everything together. And Quinn is a lot more... uh, out there and analytical and i try to just give you the facts and we uh-huh. try to meld that into a into a format that people like so whether it's the the main show or the pay-per-view reviews or the 1984 stuff which is free ones on our youtube channel um we just try to make it different than what's out there because there's so much out there and we just yeah. want to we want to make it happy you know and fun and also make fun of stuff
0: That's what we yes do. it's a lot of fun guys and they do <laughs> There, you can call them seasons, but there's it's not like you guys take breaks, but there's different subjects every week, yeah. like ranking. You do the Royal Flush, which is the worst of something, and, yep. and then the best of something. So, top 10 WrestleMania main events, or top 10 Royal Rumbles, or worst Royal Rumbles. Yep. All that stuff. There's different sections, different segments. And it's fun to check, and everyone loves a good countdown. So, and also the Facebook group you guys have, uh, OVP Podcast for people to go on and interact and vote and, and talk about things as well. I'm not on Facebook as much anymore. Just because I decided I'm, I can't. I I, I should probably get back on just to avoid all the the BS. But it's a free group for people to go to. So, yeah. OVP podcast as well. Patreon only five bucks a month for the top tier, and was it two bucks a month for the second tier, which includes mm-hmm. all your canon stuff? Awesome. The
1: canon, yeah, that's the 1984 live reviews. Yes,
0: and no blue ads. Last I checked, nope. and no never. Uh, was it Manscaped ads? PBR nope. is the new new big sponsor <laughs> for a lot no, of podcasts.
1: No Audible or any of that?
0: <laughs> Audible's not a thing for regular podcasts and all, no. For for reads. I think reads for wrestling podcasts. It's Blue Chew. It Used
1: Manscaped. to be
0: Squares Yeah. Used to be Squarespace, Manscaped. Mm-hmm. Uh what's the new one coming out? What uh, whatnot? Like the new app is coming really? out. It's like a it's like an eBay for collector for wrestling collector. I guess for all collectors. So But yeah, make sure to check out OVP podcast guys said every week. Really appreciate Joe coming on for a coast while Eric comes back. I talked to him. The other day, he is working on getting back as soon as possible for doing a regular show. Our plan for him is to try to record early next week. So we'll have the regular show back. We're going to talk. I want to talk with him about kind of game changer moments as a fan for wrestling. Ooh. So something like Full Metal, the album came out. I got a CD of all my favorite themes, like stuff like that. Something <laughs> of retro wrestling stuff from your past. And we'll go from there. As always, guys, follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. And you, as always, subscribe uh, Positively Processing Podcast. If you're an iTunes user and want to leave a review, that'd be awesome. It helps more people find the show. It goes up iTunes charts, and I'm not sure how it works, but I know it helps. One your favorite <laughs> podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that stuff. We're on there for you. If we're not somewhere, a podcast app you use, let me know, and I'll throw our RSS feed up there for you. Joe, anything else before we wrap up?
1: No, that's it, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on. Really do appreciate that. It's always fun to talk 93 WWF. It's a weird period, you know?
0: Thank you for Hulkamania. Thank you. Thank thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. (laughs) We will see you next week.